thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan, welcome to the podcast. You're still a poorly Dan though, aren't you? I am, so <laughs> we're recording back to back. So if you listened to the episode last week, our lovely, really, really good Spider-Man Miles Morales episode, you would have heard that that, <laughs> that I couldn't string a sentence together, and I still can't, and that's on a normal day. Uh, but yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> but... The difference, even though we have recorded back to back, is that this is releasing on the fifth of January. So happy New Year to everyone! Yes, uh, it feels weird to be saying that on <laughs> December twenty first, but here we are. Happy twenty twenty three. Yes, happy twenty twenty three. New you, new New Year, new me. <laughs> That's right. Hope you had a good Christmas and a good <laughs> New Year. We are. Straight back at it, aren't we? Um, straight back at it, playing games from the list. So we'll um, we'll jump right in. So if you listened to our episode um, for Christmas, we mentioned that the first episode back this year, um, and it's all, it's almost as we said then, it's almost three years since we started this podcast. And I'd say probably within the first six months of this year, we'll have finished the top one hundred games, which is uh, wild. But here we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd never get there at some points. No, it's um, it's been a it's a it's been a journey, I'll say. But um, here we are. We are focusing today on number sixty six on the list. So with a meta score of ninety four, we are focusing on Super Mario Advanced Four, Super Mario Brothers Three, which is a mouthful to say the least. Um, it was released by Nintendo in 2003 um, and has a meta score of 94%. So it's number 66 on the list, around the halfway point. Um, th- this is a bit of a funny one because even though this is Super Mario Advance 4 Mario Bros. 3, which came out on the Game Boy Advanced, this really is just Mario 3. Um, Super Mario 3 which came there out there are the some NES. differences so um, I, I was looking into this uh, yesterday yeah and it is essentially I think in mod so this came out what what year did this come out originally yes oh, so Super Mario Advance 4 not Super oh, Mario Advance so 3. Advance 4 came out in 2003 yeah so in modern times I think this would be described as a remaster rather than a remake or anything like that yeah um, basically the Game Boy Advance version had I think uh, more colour it had some yeah. redone bits here and there um, it had voice work in there so the voice of Mario um, I think it might have had some new music added in uh, there were 30-something new levels that were locked behind some sort of device that I can't remember. Um, and it also had a multiplayer, and you could play as Luigi in it as well. So there were there were some things there that, that made it a bit different. But yes, essentially, the base game is a slightly improved version of Mario Brothers 3. 
Yeah, and I think... Um, obviously, we, we've talked about a few Mario games on the list so far. Um, you know, with, with some of the big hitters being Mario 64, Mario Galaxy. Uh, we've got Mario Odyssey coming up at some point this year as well. And... I I mean, we'll get to talking about it in a bit more depth soon, but I would argue that Mario 3 is probably one of the most important games, but arguably ever, um, yeah. in line with a few other big hitters, you know? But yeah. this Mario 3 originally came out in Japan in 1988, um, it came out in North America in 1990 and then released in Europe in 1991. And I, I know quite a lot of stuff about um, this game and particularly where Nintendo was and where the fan base was with, with Mario at this particular time. Uh, because I'm weird and I watch like gaming history videos. There's a YouTuber I watch called The Gaming Historian. And... The, the build-up to the release of Mario 3, particularly in um, North America and maybe Europe as well, it was absolutely massive. So, bit of a bit of a history lesson for you. The game was first teased and shown off in a 1980s film, I think it's called The Wizard, um, in which I think it's a boy that's got... Um, I think he's autistic, but he has an ability to like play video games amazingly and at one point in the film uh he goes to california or something and they show off mario bros 3 for the first time and that was a big reason for why that film was successful because people went to basically use it to go see a trailer for mario bros 3 and the reason that the build-up for this game was so big was it was kind of considered to be the the real sequel to Super Mario Bros, so the, the original Mario Brothers game. Um, and I think I might have talked about this in one of our previous Mario games, but the the whole thing with Mario in, in North America was the fact that Mario 2, Super Mario Bros 2, was released in, new, uh, in, in Japan. But when it was shipped over to the US, game testers said that the game was just far too difficult for American audiences. So they never released it. And it was released years later um, as Mario 2 The Lost Levels. So what they did was they basically reskinned a game that was coming out for the NES anyway for Mario 2, um, a game called Doki Doki Panic. And anyone that's played Super Mario Bros. 2 will know how massively different it feels compared to any of the other games in the series. And that was the reason why Mario 3 became such a big thing before it came out, because it was, in the eyes of a lot of particularly Americans, it was the sequel to Mario 1. And, you know, Mario 1 arguably was the game that saved the video game um, industry. Because, you know, when Nintendo released the NES in the, the early 80s, the video game industry was on its knees after the crash um, in uh, the, the very early 80s. So that's a bit of a history lesson for you. Um, have you heard me talk about all that stuff before? You probably have. Yeah, I, I did know some of that stuff, but I'd kind of forgotten it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. It's so, this game. Yeah. What were you going to say? I didn't have anything to say. Okay, <laughs> excellent. So, um, obviously, this game is it's 
a bit of a classic. We're focusing obviously on on Advanced Four, but really this is a conversation about Mario Three, I think. Yeah. So, in terms of the design of the gameplay, this is Mario Bros. Three. Yeah, definitely. So, do you have any history with this game, and where did you play it for this episode? No. So, the first Mario game I played was Mario Land One on the game. Same as me. And then Mario Land Two, and then so on and so on. Um, but obviously, I'm aware of the games before then, but they do become a bit of a blur for me. Um, so I'd never played it before. Um, this was my first time. And I played it on the Wii U via the eShop version, um, which is available. Well, it's no longer available, but was available. I bought this in advance a few months ago. Um, so yeah, that's why I played it. What about you? So I, I do have history with this game. Um, I played this, I've played this a couple of times in the past because uh, I'd always been aware that it was kind of like the favourite of the original Mario games um, with the exception of maybe Super Mario World uh, which came out yeah. on the SNES a few years later. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, but I've, I've played this a couple of times. I've never completed it um, and full disclosure, I didn't complete it for this this episode. It isn't one of those games that really needs full completion to talk about there's a lot to it but i bought this game originally um, when i first got my 3ds in 2014 so it's been on my 3ds for almost 10 years in the anticipation that one day we would uh, we would create a um a smash hit podcast where we would be discussing Mario <laughs> three. Um, smash hit, smash hit podcast. That's that's us. So um, the the story in Mario games is is always very broad. It's you, you know the, the princess has been captured or something's happened here or something's happened there. Go and fix it. The story with this game is that um, it's the first. I think it's the first inclusion of Bowser's uh, kids, the Koopalings. Um, and they effectively take over the Mushroom Kingdom and it's up to Mario and Luigi to go and save the day. So th- there isn't really a story to talk about here. So do you want to talk about what, what the game consists of or what the game is? So Mario, the old, old Mario, is sort of a side-scrolling game and you can walk forwards and backwards and the camera will follow you, but there are some levels where the the uh, the camera scrolls and you have to move quickly um, you will be doing a lot of jumping you will be using various items to enhance your abilities um, you will be jumping on mushrooms heads and you will be punching blocks and basically the game is how can we spin this idea in different ways to make it or to keep it interesting and that's what the game is and then they will add water levels. There will be um, like friction in some of the levels where you're going uphill or downhill. Um, so yeah, they're, they're playing with it in lots of different ways. There will be moving platforms. There will be bottomless pits. This is this is quintessential Mario, and you could even argue quintessential gaming. This is this is one of the, the yeah the primers for video gaming in 2022, and all the stuff that you've learned about video games, a lot of it was present here. So, yeah. I mean, how, how do you describe a Mario game? 
Yeah, I mean, all you can really say is that it, it's a platformer. Um, you know, it, it's a platformer and it's got quirks. And the the original Mario game introduced that to us. And I feel that Mario 3 really worked on it. Exactly the same as what we say with the Zelda games, particularly the older ones Fine. where here's the concept and then games build on that as they go. And you can see a real difference between Mario 1 and Mario 3. Because uh, like I said, we, we don't really count Mario 2, the, the American release of Mario 2 anyway, because it's, it's so different. But with Mario 3, the big change here is obviously tweaks to the gameplay, etc. But it's the different costumes you could get. So Mario 1 is the case you get a mushroom to make yourself bigger. Uh, you get a star to make you invincible for a little bit. And you could get the fire flower to shoot yeah. flame. And I think that's it, wasn't it, from the original Mario? I don't think there were any other power-ups. I think so. I think those were those were the, the key three. Yeah. Whereas in Mario 3, there was just so much more to it. So you've got things like, um, you know, various secrets that you could find along the way tanuki suit and you can also just get the little raccoon tail and stuff you could you could oh, fly yeah. and go and find clouds up in the air and if you've got specific keys you can you know just go to another world and i think with this game if you found two or three magic flutes you could just immediately warp to the final world um but the big thing here i mentioned earlier you know you can fly with the raccoon suit or the tanuki suit but you've got different suits that mario can wear so um you've got the raccoon suit which will give you the ability to fly the tanuki suit which turns mario to stone which means i think that he, he doesn't take damage you've got the frog suit did you play with the frog suit at all because i know that you you didn't complete this game either no i didn't complete it. um i i don't think i used it myself but I did see footage of it being used. Yeah, so frog suit, um, not ideal for on land platforming or, or movement, but fantastic for when you're going underwater. And then you've got things like, I think this was the first inclusion of the Hammer Bros suit as well. Um, and the Hammer Bros become you know quite a big part of the Mario franchise um, over the years. And you've got different quirks and gimmicks i suppose in this game like once you get to a certain point you go into a giant world where the question mark blocks are giants and the goombas are giants and you have to edit your way of play to kind of work out how to get past these things that originally you didn't even think about but now it's this completely new quirk um so as we said there isn't really a story in this game this is primarily all about the gameplay so speaking of gameplay as king and I know we're talking about a game that originally released in the late 1980s. So it is hard to be, you know, entirely neutral on it. But do you think this game is fun? Um, that's a really tricky question. As um, well as that, as the fact that you and me didn't grow up with this game. This, yeah, game, is this game is massively loved and respected by, you know, millions of people around the world. And I think the main people that appreciate it are mostly, not exclusively, but mostly people that are maybe a, a few years older than us that got to enjoy it when it first came out, which I think is important to point out. I've played 2D Mario before, and I I enjoyed it less than those games. Um, I found it to be a bit floaty, a bit slidey. 
But I think there probably is some fun to be had here. But you've got to get past, I suppose, accepting what the game is and what it isn't. So if you've played it before, if you've got experience with it, memories of it, nostalgia with it, you're going to find it fun. Um, new players, you've got to kind of know what you're getting yourself in for with it. Um, I don't know what you think. I, I think it's fun. Um, it, it depends what you go in with. Like If you go in with the expectations that this is going to be as good as a or on the same level as a side-scrolling Mario game that comes out today, then you're probably going to be disappointed. But if you're going into it with the expectation of, I'm going to play an old Mario game that's classed as a classic, and it may not be up to scratch with what I'm used to playing or the, the kind of games that I play these days, but it's its own thing, I think you'll have a good time. I, I went into this with no expectations. Like I said, I've played it a couple of times before, but I knew that this wasn't reinventing the wheel. Similar to when we played... Um, the Zelda, the first Zelda game that we did, what was it called? Uh, you talk about Link to the Past. Link to the Past, yeah. And when we did that game, we were still relatively new into the list, so I wasn't really sure what I was expecting, and maybe I was expecting a little bit too much from that game. But yeah. as we've matured and the podcast has grown, you kind of go into these games not having expectations that you think are going to be met because you know a game from 1988 is probably not going to live up to the expectations of someone that plays even side scrollers from 2022 it's not the same thing i think um, my issue with this game was that i hadn't really pegged how old it was when i obviously i was playing the gba version of the wii u but i don't know like i said beyond um the old game boy games the mario series gets murky to me and I kind of blend it all together. So I wasn't sure which Mario game I was playing and from which year. So I think I expected it to, I don't know, be a bit more maybe refined than it was. Um, so that, that was my issue with it. But, but that was my own issue. That wasn't anything against the game. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, I mean... <laughs> In terms of favourite move, again, it's a very basic old Mario game. But did, did you have any favourite elements to this game, like a favourite suit or a favourite area or anything that stood out to you that you, you quite liked and, and want to make mention of? Um, I'll let you answer first. Come back to me. So mine, um, I, I, I really like playing around with the suits in this game. Um, the frog suit again you can't really use it that that much on on land but yeah it's really good in the water you've got the green boots which you can hop around in but I think the best one is the hammer bros suit um, like I said I think this is I think this is the first inclusion of the hammer bros in the Mario series I don't think they're in Mario 2 um, anyone that knows the podcast knows that I'm not a Mario aficionado or indeed a Nintendo aficionado Um but yeah, I, I think the Hammer Bros suit is fun because it, it just completely changes how you can play the game. Um, so that would be my answer. What would you say? I'm going to cheat a bit and I'm going to say something that's not a move at all. Um, okay, that's fine. So, so this was the first Mario game to have an overworld. And obviously Nintendo would make overworlds one of their things, one of the things that they did really well over the years. And I believe i'm not sure no maybe it wasn't the first one maybe zelda had an overworld before mario but either way this was the first yes mario. i think zelda one had an, an overworld obviously before this yes, came, it did. came out um but 
either way, this was the first time that, that Mario had an overworld and this overworld that they've got, you can you can trace that all the way to games that have literally just come out in the Mario series. Um, and well, not just come out because nothing's come out this year, but games that have very recently come out in the Mario series. This overworld idea that they had, the structure for that is still used. So you've got the levels, you've got the bits in between, the little areas that you can go to, maybe get a power up. You've got little mini games that you can play, and you've got your, your boss. At, yeah, and you got your uh, your boss at the end, and then you unlock the next world, and then you progress until you um, reach the final boss. That's how um, even things like Mario Galaxy one and two play, um, and we've 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 completed a lot of Mario games on the list so far, and most of them have this structure, so. The fact that it started here, I think it just deserves a mention. Um, so that's going to be mine. That's fair enough. It, it's hard to find things to talk about with this game because <laughs> of... Which makes it a fantastic topic for a podcast. A, a smash hit podcast, might I add. Um, but these are the cards that we've been dealt. And like, I'm quite grateful for the fact that... there. Are, the the thing the thing that I want to point out is that I'm I'm quite grateful for the fact that this list isn't full of um, like games from the late eighties early nineties. Yeah, We've there are some fantastic games. games. Yeah, there, there are some fantastic games from that era. But I think for games like this and for games like A Link to the Past or um, Link's Awakening, Zelda for example, two. yeah, or Zelda One and Two. It's very hard to go back and play them as someone that didn't enjoy them when they were a kid. And it's exactly the point that I made with my Mario 64 comments in that episode. Because I've got no background with Mario 64, I really struggled to get my head around that game. I didn't... Well, I think at the time I said I really didn't enjoy Mario... I really didn't enjoy Mario 64. the camera you've ever, you've ever used? Other game? than the camera being the best camera that I've ever used in a game, I really didn't enjoy Mario 64. Um, and it comes back to that thing that I said in one of the very early episodes, I think, uh, in regards to friend of the podcast, James, when I first told him to play Metal Gear Solid, he couldn't get his head around MGS1's controls and getting out of the docks. Whereas for me, it was it's imprinted on my brain and I think going back to play older games like these it is often the case that it's hard to talk about them because we weren't there at the time or we didn't enjoy them a lot of the time and a lot of the videos that I watch about Mario like early Mario games or early Zelda games they seem to be from people that are maybe closer to their maybe closer to their 40s that were around a little bit before you and me were and they have fond memories of playing these games when they were young, similar to the stuff that you and me would have, say about Golden Eye sixty four or Metal Gear Solid or games that we played. During the podcast, you, you, I can't remember what you, what you said it about, but there's, I think there's opinions are funny, and we you can never you can never get it completely right when you're expressing your opinion on a podcast because so many things um, form your opinion. And I think you said before 
uh, about a certain game. I can't remember what the game was. You said, why do people like this? And I think when we don't like something or when we have an adverse experience with something, that's our response. Our response is, what, what, why do people like this? I can't understand why people like this. Mm. And I think there are a multitude of reasons why people can like something. And we, we've talked uh, about nostalgia before, but it's not just nostalgia. If you like challenging platformers and you've played games like this in the past, you may like this game. If you like um, the art style, you may like this game. If you like just to, to play old games. I feel like I've got a very high tolerance for 90s games um, and I can play most 90s games because I know what I'm getting myself in for. Yeah. Go earlier than that and I have difficulty. Um, whereas I, I'm fully aware that some people would have a lot of difficulty with 90s games. So it's, it's a it's a really challenging thing to discuss and, and also you factor in a person's taste, what their natural in inclinations are, um, whether you like, as you said before, you like story or characters or um, we always say gameplay is king, is gameplay king? And I think I asked that question on one of the episodes. And I think one of the conclusions I've come to doing this podcast is that there are so many things that can make a good game, so many aspects. Um, and a lot of things are kind of to do with taste and sort of outside of your control. Um, it may be when you were born or you, the, the environment yeah. you grew up in. Um, it's just a really interesting thing. I've just gone on a way off on a tangent about opinion, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. I mean, the, the, it, 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 like I said, it is difficult to talk about certain games because they're so highly regarded. And, you know, I imagine a lot of people when we talked about Mario 64 thought the things that I said were, were horrendous because it's something they hold <laughs> so dear to their heart. You know, I, and, and I get that. And with Mario 3... And I mean, putting it onto the Game Boy Advanced is such a smart thing because these old Nintendo games are perfect for that. You know, you put these games on the Switch, you've got them on the go. Absolutely perfect yeah. for that. That's what, what what we should be doing with these games now. They should be available to us on the go. And yeah. Well, they are available um, via the online thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, which that was is exactly. A sentence. It was almost a sentence. You almost got there. It's okay though. It's fine. It's been a it's been a long year. Um, so yeah, I think I think with Mario three, I do understand why it's held in such high regard. But I think that's because I've I know so much about the stuff around it. If you know what I mean, like I've researched this game a lot, not for this episode, but just in general because of like interest that I've got about this era in gaming. Not so much the games themselves, but what was going on in the industry. But the question of the week is, is kind of ask where this game sits, in your opinion, amongst the high-scoring Mario games. So if you think of all of the games that we've played on the list for Mario, so Mario 64, Mario Galaxy 1, Mario Galaxy 2, um, 3D World... Have there been any others? Uh, I don't think there have, because the only other one I can think I of is Sunshine, know. and that's not on the list, is it? So I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anymore. But I don't know. 
if you take your own experience with Mario and particularly the 3D Mario games out of the equation, do you think this game deserves to sit amongst you know, the high society that it's in in this list? Or do you think it is only here on the fact that this was a game that was so important in the 1980s and early 1990s? It's incredibly difficult to say because we haven't got... We don't even have another 2D Mario to compare it to, do we? No. I think this is the only one on the list. And that's due to a flaw of the list in that games... uh, Not being retroactively reviewed yeah the scores of these games were only started they only started being compiled in i think the 2000s yeah uh, or maybe maybe the late 90s i think it was the late 90s yeah i think it might have been the late 90s so anything prior to um i think something like mario 64 they only made their way onto the list through um re-releases so so we played the Zelda collection that was re-released on the GameCube. That's that's how we played Zelda one and two. We we played the Game Boy Advance version of A Link to the Past, and we played the Game Boy Advance version of Super Mario Bros. Three. So, the only way these games are making their way onto the list is if they're re-released in some fashion. Um, so I don't think this list, this list is flawed in so many ways already, and this is one of the other. This is another reason why it's flawed in the. It's not a complete picture of gaming landscape and certain times in gaming tend to be favoured and as we've already discovered the early 90s, the whole of the 80s, even the late 70s, they're just not represented on this list. So um, that makes it difficult to say um, whether this game deserves to be there because there's nothing sort of comparable from the same time frame um there's no 2d mario games so and i find it very very difficult to compare 3d mario to 2d mario i think it's much easier to compare 3d zelda to 2d zelda than it is with the mario games um so for the reason of it being the only 2d mario i think it it, it is relevant it is relevant to the conversation. Um, whether it deserves to be the only 2D Mario, that's another question. Um, I would have liked to play Super Mario World on the list, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. It's a shame, because I've never, I've never completed that game. So, yeah. Well, I think, um, for me, like in terms of where it sits amongst the other high scoring, I, I think I said in the Mario 64 episode, I understand why it's there, I don't particularly like that game, but it's got an importance behind it and it's exactly the same as Ocarina of Time. I think you could easily argue that Ocarina of Time isn't the greatest game of all time as it's often lauded on lists like this. But, but it at is the same time, you could easily important. argue that it is. And that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's why it's kind of holds yeah, that of course. spot, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I don't think Mario 3 is one of the best games of all time. And maybe that's just because of my own lack of experience playing it back in the day. But I would argue that it, it is up there with one of the most important games of of all time. And therefore, it probably deserved to sit in around about the same position as Mario 64. I enjoyed playing this more than I enjoyed playing Mario 64. And again, that's an entirely subjective viewpoint. But we said that Mario 64 is an incredibly important and... Um, 
you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, in, like, uh, not inspirational. What's the word that people use when they take something from something else to build on it? Iconic. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's not the word I'm looking for, but it fits the bill. Um, it's an <laughs> iconic game, and I think Mario Three lies in the same position as Mario 64. They were both bases that were built on. And although Mario 3 wasn't the base, Mario 1 was, it really broadened the horizons of what was possible um, here. So if we... I realise this is a bit of a shorter episode, but again, this is a... It's a shorter kind of game. Um, You've probably noticed with our Zelda 1 and 2 episodes that they were quite similar. But... In terms of wrapping up, this comes in at number 66 on the list. Do you think it deserves to be there? Um, yeah, I think it does. It's not a game that I would like. <laughs> yeah, I just heard the sentence I was going to say in my head. and it made me It's laugh. not a game I ever want to think about ever again in my uh, entire I life. Gonna, but... I was going to say it's not a game that I would like to play. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, that's something deserve. I say a lot on this podcast. So, you know, maybe it's your turn yeah. to say it. I said to you yesterday, I think this is a game I'd much rather watch someone else play than play myself. I think that would be more enjoyable for me, but I don't have the patience <clears throat> for these kinds of games anymore. Um, yeah, so I, I think it does deserve to be there. As the only 2D Mario game, I think it does deserve to be there. I think... 2D Mario needs a representative and a lot of people do love Mario 3 so why not Mario 3 um, I'm, I'm quite happy with it being in the position it's in I wouldn't personally push for it to be any higher but yeah I don't ever want to play it again <laughs> fair enough I, um, I I think it deserves to be here as well um, I'd, I'd probably put it a little bit lower on the list maybe but for the reasons that I gave in regard to comparison to like Mario 64 and the importance I think it's got its place on this list um, it's a weird one you know I, I didn't hate I didn't hate this game I, I could probably play it again um, it's not one of those games I'd go to and be like yeah I want to play it unlike people that are maybe a little bit older than us as we've as we've mentioned but I think that it's got its place here and it's deserving of it um, because of what it is and what it represents and what it did in terms of bringing the series of Mario and also the whole of gaming forward in the way that it did in that very, um, I wouldn't say dark period because, you know, the the, the video game crash happened in, um, I think, 82 or 83 and this game released in 88, but it, it was really a big lifter in terms of helping the video game industry shake off that crash and and prove that it was its own thing and you know prove how massive gaming could be to to the world because of how massive the the build up to this game was which i think is important um so yeah i i thought it was good and you know who doesn't want to be frog mario um, <laughs> other than you because you're miserable and you don't like frog mario um but yeah I don't so, even have any energy to speak anymore, so yeah. You don't even have any... No, I've, I've heard that you're in love with a Frog Mario. Say something if you disagree. That's what I thought. Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so as you, uh, as, as you die, um, I will say, um, as usual, you can catch us on social media. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. 
Um, we discussed it, you and me, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you remember what we decided, um, but do, do you re- uh, recall it, what we said no we're going to be doing next time? Party. It was what, sorry? No, it was... <laughs> no, yeah, with Mr. Blobby. That is the next game on the list, <laughs> confirmed, yes. Um, that was uh, number three on the list, I believe. I've heard it was um, number zero because it's higher than number one. <laughs> You've That's lost, great. So no, the actual you've lost your is, mind. I have. I. I. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to the listener on this episode. I will do what I can with this audio, but my ability to use a brain, uh, to have a brain, gone. to speak, to breathe, is gone. Gone. Um, but yes, the game that we will actually be playing. I don't know what date it will be, um, but the the game that we will actually be playing is Gears of War. Yes. It will be in a week or in two weeks. Um, we'll put comms out on uh, on Twitter probably, uh, unless Elon Musk has yeah, unless Elon Musk has um, burnt Twitter to the ground by that point, which he may well have done. Um, but yes, next game is Gears of War, so we'll see you then for that. But yes, is there anything else from you, or are you just going to die quietly? No, I better not say anything else. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, we will uh, see you next time for Gears of War, and in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.